guys. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and I'm so excited you've joined me for another week here. It really is such a joy to chat with women who are doing impactful work and for them to share all of their top tips with you, um, for you to feel like you can listen in on a conversation where you might feel like you're walking through the same things and really just gain insight and knowledge from women who are doing it, who are living it out and who I admire and love chatting with. So it is such a joy to bring them on the podcast each and every week. Before we get started, I wanted to share about an opportunity with you guys. We launched Radiant City Meetups back in April, and it has been such a joy to bring women together in friendship and connection across the country, and hopefully in the long term, across the world. We really hunger to see women connected and walking in fullness and freedom here at Radiant, and we want to see that happening in your own communities. So you can check out where all our city meetups are located at radiantcollective.org, or you can apply to be a host in your own community. We really want to see you bringing women together in your own backyard, and it's something that's super important to us and something that we love. So we are really excited to launch this piece and this component of Radiant. Moving on this week, I am so excited to have my friend Carly Hartman join me here on the radio podcast. She is such a gem. She is the founder of Pageant 360, amongst other businesses, and is only 21. You are going to love her. You're going to just fall in love with her heart and the sweetness that just radiates from her. So I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Hey, Carly. Yay. Hi. How are you? Oh, so good. I am so glad. You're joining me today. Yay. It's such an honor to be here, Kelsey. Hey, will you start by sharing your story? I am just so glad to have met you. You know, for those of you who um, don't know where I live, I live in Colorado Springs and was introduced to Carly and was instantly inspired and encouraged by her. So I'm so excited to introduce (laughs) y'all. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I guess I can just start off by saying that I'm 21 years old and I have three businesses currently and I'm currently in um, college in Colorado as well. That's how we met um, in Colorado. And so it's really nice to, I am from LA, um, California, so it's nice to be in a new place and see what it's like in a different part of, you know, the country, because we all know California is very different. Um, and it's amazing like the way I was raised and my parents are awesome. My sister's amazing. And I just definitely love, you know, all of the great morals and values that my parents instilled in me uh, my whole life. And so because of that, I've always just been super driven to start my own, you know, businesses or just dream really big and not, you know, get let down by failures or obstacles, but just keep pushing through. And so I went to a really great like high school that was very college preparatory. And, you know, we all knew where we wanted to go to high to college when we were like freshmen. So I was like wanting to go to this one college, like all four years, I was like basically committed, super ready to go. And then two months before God told me to drop or to, you know, drop my uh, application and not even, you know, go to a four year university because he had something else in store for me. And I was like, what the heck? Like I literally like school was life. Like I could not even picture my life any other way aside from doing like 20 years of school. And so um, I didn't go to a four year and I ended up starting up my first business, which is a jewelry line. It's called Picks with Purpose. And I started that the day after I got out of high school. And so I was like, okay, this will be fun. Like, I'll just see how, you know, what goes along with business. And I'm going to go to community college so I don't get super lazy or whatever. So I'm doing my business. I get a job at a coffee shop and a bakery. And then I'm like working, I'm going to school. So I'm doing like all these different projects and it was super great. And then um, comes around that, you know, when I'm 18 years old, I am going to be in a local beauty pageant in my area. I've never, ever, ever been interested in being a pageant girl at all, just because it never crossed my mind. But for some reason, I saw like an ad for it one day and and I was just so excited. Like, I kind of want to do this. So I decided to apply for the pageant and I was training for like 10 months with my trainer to be a part. And I was so like excited to have a platform finally and like, you know, stand up for, um, you know, I really wanted to end teen suicide. So I was really excited to do that and just really inspire other people. And so as that's happening, I'm training for like nine months. And then all of a sudden, two weeks before, here we go again, God tells me to drop out. And I was like, oh my gosh, why? 
But I had to obey what he said because I obviously know he knows more than I will ever know about my life. And so instead of being super sad about it, I talked to my trainer. I was like, we work so hard. What am I supposed to do now? Like I'm super fit and like I can't even be in this pageant. She was like, how about you start your own? You always start things, Carly. Like you would do so well at just starting your own, like change the course of pageant history. I was like, wait, what? That's I didn't think about that. So I got my girlfriends together that weekend um, when I was 18. I was the oldest one in the whole bunch of us. Everyone is 18 and under. And we start planning for a pageant. I called it Pageant 360. It's an inner beauty pageant to empower young women to be world changers. So February of 2014, we start planning for our first pageant in August of 2014. We had no idea what we were doing. I never even tried to plan anything that big before in my life, let alone establish like a whole pageant system. And so um, we had our first pageant in August of 2014, somehow managed to get all these girls involved. And we had like 50 people there. And it was really great, like to put us on the map. And then the day after that, I was like, girls, I don't want to be done. Like, let's keep going. So I started planning. We started planning for our second annual, you know, California pageant um, the day after for 2015. So we got to partner with a local city in our area. Um, you know, we get to use their amazing gorgeous building for free every year they do all the advertising for us and it's like just the best scenario ever and so we had um our second pageant in 2015 doubled in size like all these people were flocking to come there and it was just truly incredible and it was just so upgraded from the year before it was just amazing and so that happened and then we had our third annual pageant in 2016 um, just before I left to go up here to college in Colorado. And it was also incredible. Again, doubled in size. Girls' lives were changed every single year. But every year we also, like, you know, refine our craft and, like, define it more, what we want to do in our conference. And so um, the girls' lives were just completely, radically different after they were a part of our program this year. And it was so incredible. We have a conference the week before our pageant to really, you know, get into the girls' hearts, like inspiring them so that they know that they're um, confident in who they were created to be, that they are world changers, that they are beautiful inside, um, which makes them beautiful outside, whether they think they're pretty or not. And it really, really changes their perspectives of, you know, either, you know, mean words that were spoken over them or bullying experiences that they've had. It all just kind of gets crushed when they're in our, you know, conference because we just really, really like fire hose them in the face with like love and just joy and peace. And so it's really exciting. And um, there's a huge feature for Pageant 360. I'll share that really quick. Um, we have our 2017 events lined up already. We have our, our first out-of-state pageant in Texas, June 8th through the 10th. So we're so excited about that because it's our first time going out of our own state. Then we have our fourth annual California pageant in Los Angeles in July. So July 26th to the 29th. And then we also got asked to go to Africa in August to do you know something up there with a church. It's really, really exciting. And we're really you know pumped to be able to go international as well this year. And then for 2018, we have a lot of communication right now with um, we're going to be doing a pageant in New York, Hawaii, California, looking at Georgia and possibly Canada. So we're going to like five different locations next year. Um, things could change. Things could get bigger or maybe things may not happen exactly according to plan. But we're so excited for just, you know, getting all these connections together and all this like little tribe of people like super excited to spread this message. So that's pageant 360. Wow. Carly. Okay. So let's, let's rewind a little. You have, you had, you have three businesses. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what would you, what would your advice be to someone who's really young and wants to, you know, dive into business and feels intimidated because of their age? Yeah. That's like the biggest thing in my head is that age is literally just a number when it comes to you wanting to pursue your dreams. Why do we have to wait until we're like 35 to, you know, start doing what we actually want to do? I believe in doing it now and, um, you know, really establishing the foundation now, at least, even if you can't get huge yet, like you would want, um, still establishing things now while you are young is so important because nothing can stop you but yourself. Um, my parents always told me if 
fear and money were not an issue, what would you do? And so I'm like, I would do this and I am doing it because I didn't keep those limits on my mindset thinking that I can't do it because I'm too young and don't have the money for it. Wow. Um, So yeah, that's exciting. That's amazing. So would you attribute some of the mindsets you have back to what your, your parents instilled in you? Oh, absolutely. Like I don't, I'm just so thankful that God put me in their family because I do not deserve it at all. But for some reason, I'm in their family and it's like the best thing ever. Like, it's just so incredible that I was just going to, I was like spoken over so much like that, just saying like, you have no fear. You can do whatever you set your mind to. And so I'm really a huge advocate for perspective changes and mindset switches for young girls and young people in general, because I was taught that my whole life and I want people to know that they're able to dream big and then dream bigger than they even thought they could dream. Oh, yes. Like my parents, um, you know, really instilled in me, not only, it's not that the sky's the limit, it's that there are no limits. And so yeah. I'm super thankful for that. I know not everyone has that background. And so, you know, I'm a huge advocate of that. If that wasn't your home life or your family, like find that in a friend or a mentor, just find someone to champion you. I would say that for sure, because it takes a village, you know, I cannot do what I'm doing right now without the Lord. I mean, of course, but also that my family just being so supportive. And so even if you don't have a supportive family, because a lot of us have different upbringings, you know, there's still people you can reach out to and different mentors and teachers or whoever that believe in you. Like there's definitely at least one person in your life that believes in you. So hold on to them with all that you have, because they're going to keep launching you forward. Absolutely. So you've moved states. Have you, do you know what it's like to find a mentor in that process? I know that you had some women in your life. I know that you talked about writing a book with a a lady in your life that was a mentor. What has it been like as you've moved across the country to surround yourself in community and people who believe in you and finding even a mentor or just kind of a home team? Right. Well, I feel like And that was a big thing that I was a little concerned with with moving because I'm like, how do I, you know, continue to grow the connections that I've been getting my whole life in California to now just moving, you know, like blank out of nowhere, like no one knows who I am or anything. How am I going to develop all this? But all I have to say is that if you just create that culture in your life at a young age, like I did in California and just having all these connections flock to me just because the favor of the Lord, you know, And it's just so awesome because he wants to bless us with people and community. So when I, you know, he gives us our heart's desire. So when I wanted that in California, I got it. And so I came here. I'm like, I'm going to make the most out of every opportunity. I'm going to, of course, stay in touch with my tribe in California as well. But as far as Colorado goes, like I just, I believe in making connections all over the world and especially through social media these days. It's so incredible how you're able to do that. And so I've met so many friends just on Instagram alone, you know, that it's like, going to be lifelong friends, which is super incredible. But I'd say in person up here, um, God brings the perfect people into your path. So I can't even explain how I've met some of my mentors up here, but they just literally walked like either like in front of me at the store or like at my school, whatever. And then I'm just like, start talking to them. And the Lord's like, this is someone you can trust. This is someone you can bring alongside you. And it's so incredible how that just happens everywhere you go when you just make it a lifestyle. Wow. So would you say for those people, because I think for some people listening, they're like, oh, I want a mentor, but don't even know where to start. Would you say it took some effort of you stepping out in faith and asking once, you know, God did put that person in your path? Absolutely. I just, you know, say it like, it's almost like, you know, a mentor gets to invest in your life. So they're not only, you're not only getting blessed by them, but they also get blessed by the fruit that you produce through their mentorship over your life. So it's almost like you're able to say, hey, Like, can you just mentor me in a way that like, you know, I'm not going to take too much from you. I'm not going to take too much of your time. I'm totally going to be respectful of all of that. But if we can still set up like a little schedule where I maybe call you once a month or I, you know, meet up with you once a month, um, just because it's not only I'm that, I mean, I wouldn't say that to someone, but I would kind of like go around the point of like, you know, we're both going to get blessed out of this because it's a relationship from the Lord. And therefore, if you're sowing into me and I'm sowing into you and like receiving from you and you're receiving from me, we're both going to benefit from this relationship. Wow. That is, that is so good. And, and I loved, you know, a conversation that we had last week about just reaching out to people, you know, it takes bravery and boldness, but it's worth it. Exactly. That's what I love. Like the worst they can say is no. 
And then it's like, whatever. Okay, then no problem. Like God has someone better in store, you know? Absolutely. That is so cool. So I want to rewind a little bit too, because I just, as you were sharing your story, so many questions popped into my head. Yes. So, okay. So with the pageant you were participating in before you really felt the Lord say, nope, pull out. Do you, wh- why did you pull out? And what was the game changer in starting your own pageant versus pulling out of the previous pageant? Right. Well, I, first of all, have always been in love with business since I was like five years old. I'd always have lemonade stands, always like selling like oranges off my tree on the street, like probably not very safe, but my parents were always there and <laughs> would always like go to Office Depot. Like I asked for a cash register for Christmas one year, just always obsessed with business. So then when I started my first business right out of high school, I was obsessed with it too. And I just like wanted more, but I had no other ideas, you know? So, um, I, if I hadn't stepped out and applied, to be in that pageant and train and train and train, you know, I wouldn't even get to have the point of my life where I'm at now with pageant 360 growing as rapidly as it is. I'd say that the game changer was, you know, when I was, um, and I was like rehearsing in my bikini and everything. And all of a sudden, like, it just kind of hit me like, this is not at all like a platform I need to be taking. And pageants are amazing. I was going to be a pageant girl. I love pageants, nothing against them. Like they're incredible. I'm freaking doing a pageant like every summer. I'm super believe in them. But I was like, in terms of like exposing my body like this, I'm just not comfortable with that. And I want to stand up for other girls who may not feel comfortable with that as well. And I want to be an advocate for inner beauty and just show girls that they don't have to, you know, compromise in anything in their life to get fame or a platform. And so I was like, I'm going to go with that route because I feel like I feel the most peace with that instead of, you know, pushing through and then eventually having to, you know, say yes to certain photo shoots or things I didn't want to necessarily do, but I had to according to a contract. So I decided to, you know, kind of change the game and say, you know what, I'm not going to have any fear. I'm going to do this because it could be something huge. And if God has inspired this, I know it's his idea and there's going to be the favor all over it. So that's definitely what changed my mindset. And I'm so excited and I would never go back or change anything about it. Wow. That is so cool. And, and I love something you said, you used the word upgraded earlier. It's really Really cool because right. sometimes when God asks you to lay a dream down, He really does upgrade it. So obviously, yes. you'd consider this an upgrade, right? <laughs> Absolutely. How cool! So it's really exciting, and like just to think now that, like you know, if I hadn't, I just don't want to think about that. If I hadn't, um, you know, stepped out of the norm, gone against the grain, um, followed the voice of the Lord that I know so strongly in my heart. I don't even want to think about what I'd be doing now. I don't know what I would be doing, but I I know that this is definitely the call that he has on my life. And he has that for all of us. And that's what's so exciting that we just have to step out and like he will show us every step of the way. And I think it's great that God shows us one step at a time because sometimes like, you know, you've heard that the big, you know, the big dream that he might show you is like so big, you, you would get scared. But also I feel like he shows us one step at a time. So that way he's in our life every second of the way. It's not like he's going to show you like the first 20 steps, then you don't need him until the 21st step. I believe it's great that he shows us it every step of the way. So that way he's always intertwined in what we're doing. Wow. That is so good. And, and I think too, if you wouldn't, I think it's all in perspective. You know, God doesn't ask us to lay things down um, to, you know, make us sad. It's because He has our best interests in mind. And if you went like out of your obedience, you got something so much better. Exactly. And that's what I just encourage us young people is that if God is telling you to do something and it's totally against what you were already planning for yourself, please, please try to just like sacrifice your plans for his because he always knows greater. He's always able to make it bigger and better than you could have ever imagined. I wanted to just, you know, maybe become Miss Universe one day, you know, or whatever and be in that whole like that whole program. But then it would stop there for me. But now with the pageant, it's so much more with my program. It's so much more that he's offered as opposed to just a title. Now I'm able to change girls' lives on a more massive scale and grow it that way and then make his name famous as well, which is incredible. That is really cool. What has your response been from the girls participating with the focus being inner beauty? How is, what does that process look like? How has that been? Oh, it's been super good. So, um, 
Um, we really draft every curriculum, every conference curriculum, like really, really intricately and in, like and specifically every year because you know obviously we learn every year like the first year was just like a few workshops now it's like a legit conference with guest speakers and everything and so to really like you know go through our curriculum and making sure that we are really showing the girls every part of who they are so you know we really go back into your past so like what is exactly defining who you are right now um, as opposed to like what's going against what the Lord says about you. So we go into like their bullying experiences. You know, there's a lot of tears a lot of the times at this at the conferences because we really want them to walk out as different people. And so in order to change a mindset, we have to go in to figure out what the problem was to begin with. So we really just like, you know, if you were, cause I was bullied, you know, in, in schooling and a lot of us were. And so like, there was things said over me from these certain girls that I believed about myself. But then when I finally realized that that was what was holding me back, I totally, my life was changed. So that's why I like to go into girls' lives like that and be like, what's, what's holding you back? And so we start with the roots like that and then we build up from there. So it's like, how do you want to change the world? What have you always wanted to do? What are you passionate about in this life? Um, you know, whether it's ending human trafficking or ending teen suicide, like what, that was my platform, like whatever it is, let's get you there. Like let's, let's do it now. Um, cause it takes an army to do it and you need to start as soon as you can. So we start you know, showing them vision and how to plan vision and dream. And just knowing that, you know, like self image is actually selfish. It's more about Christ's image. Image, like how, what he says you are. It's not about um, what other people have said that you are, you know, and that you're beautiful because of the dreams inside of your heart. And so that's how we really go about it, um, training them to be little world changers. Wow. What a privilege to be able to steward these young girls and speak into oh, their lives. Yes. It's such a privilege. Wow. That is really, really neat. So, what would your tips be for someone who's listening to launch their dreams? Whether, you know, obviously not everyone who's listening is starting a pageant, but I think you have some great input into like just how to start. You've started three businesses and they really are successful. And so I would love for your tips and putting yourself out there and getting started. Exactly. Well, so since I kind of have three different kinds of businesses, one's a product-based business, one's becoming a nonprofit, and the other one is a for-profit, a social media business, um, it's I'm able to kind of see it from all different perspectives of business. And, you know, I went through school, I learned the school way to start a business. And it I was kind of going a little bit ahead of the game because I was already having my own business. And so I was really hands on during that time. So it was really cool to kind of compare like real life with what the textbook says. Um, because I feel like when you know, you can go based off the textbook, you can buy like starting a business for dummies at this bookstore, you know, whatever. But it really, it all comes down to your personal formula, not even just a formula that's out of a textbook um, because every business is different. Every dream is different, but I would say chasing your dreams, um, whether it's a business or just like starting a movement or whatever it may be, start like start as soon as you can and don't worry about small beginnings. I would say, because the, I mean, God is always going to hook you up with the most perfect people, the most perfect situations and scenarios. So I'm so excited um, for that for you because there's always endless and limitless opportunities that he will always set you up with. So if you just start taking a foot and a step in that right direction that you feel led to start, he's just going to like, you know, pile it on you. Like Malachi 310, you won't even have room enough to receive it. Like if you just take that first step of faith, like people always talk about, it's so true because he's just going to like bless it like no other because you took the step because you took that first you know, try at it. And so what if it fails? I think that failure or mistakes are such good things in the business world because then you're like, wait, that didn't work. So now I can like refine it and make it better for next time. And then you learn and it just gets even better than it could have been the first way. So never be afraid of failure. It does not define who you are. You just learn from it and you keep going. And it's really exciting because no matter how old you might be, you're still able to put, to do whatever you set your mind to. Man. Girl, you are speaking some truth today. What would you say? Wow. Oh, <laughs> sorry go about ahead. that. Go ahead. Super energetic. <laughs> no, I love it. So one thing you do a great job of is networking. You do a great job of just reaching out and say, hey, can we chat? I'd love to chat with you. What would you have to say to women who really just want to meet people in their industry? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, that's kind of how I met you, Kelsey. I was like, hey, what's up? Um, I would say, so since I like am obsessed with Instagram because I work with it every day with clients of mine, um, I really have learned the ins and outs of it. But you don't necessarily have to know the algorithms and the research behind Instagram to make friends or even on Facebook or in person. So I would say that the best way now that since we have social media right in front of our faces every single day, it's literally at the tip of our finger. Like we have it such great access to like the whole world right in front of us. And so, um, I would say by, you know, finding people in your niche on social media that are doing similar things to you, even bigger things. There are even things that you want to, you're aspiring to do. Um, like following those kind of people on social media, just kind of getting it like in your lifestyle, like seeing, um, how they live their life, what they post about, like what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, and then reaching out to them if they really, you know, are friendly in that way. And like, they're, you know, looking for people to talk to or whatever. And just being like, Hey, can I just like, you know, pick your brain for 20 minutes or whatever, you know, set up a phone call, um, you know, ask to collaborate if it even has to do with that. And then in person, um, I loved like back in California, there was way more than here just cause I'm so busy with school, but there's such great networking events to go to as well, where people just flock to you. Like I sold jewelry for like three years, you know, like at, at booths and tables I would have. So people just come up to me and then we start networking and then all this like amazing stuff comes out of it. Um, so I would say being at the right place at the right time, being on the right profile at the right time for social media language. And, um, there's so many ways. And then even just like I've said, this whole podcast, just the Lord bringing people to you, he's going to set you up with the right tribe for sure. But I'd say also you have to do your part and reach out to people that you can, you know, whether it's through email or DMing someone, um, you know, that is of interest to you. That's a great, like, you know, mentor kind of person or is doing what you want to be doing in the business world. There's always ways to network and you never can ever stop networking when you're in the business world, unfortunately, but it's a good thing because you get to meet more people. It really is cool. I mean, often I've, especially in the past, had a lot of fear around networking because I don't want to make a connection with someone to get something out of them. Um, but once you reframe your mindset and just say, no, I'm, I, I really am just meeting peers in my industry and making friends and, you know, being able to cheer, I'm able to cheer them on when I get to know them and um, be their home team. I think reframing that for me when it just felt like I was meeting friends versus like connections, that was so helpful. And it really helped me put myself out there a little more. Yes, that's so good. It's almost like when you're in school, we'll just use that as as an example, like you're all in the same class because you're all pursuing the same goal to get your degree or whatever. And so you're already placed in that class. So technically that's also like networking because you are all there, but the school just did it for you and they just put you in the same class. But now you have to take it in a different mindset of, okay, so just pretend like I'm making my own school for myself or my own classroom for myself. Like how can I fill every seat with someone that can be there for me and I can be there for them along our journey? Seriously, you have so many great Words of truth today. Oh wow. gosh, thank you. Well, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on your 21 years old. You manage, you know, multiple teams between multiple businesses. What is it like to manage people? How do you do that well? How do you um, really make sure you're being a good leader? Um, because some of our listeners have teams, some do it, have a one-man shop, but I always love um, hearing about how people lead um, groups of people who are serving their vision. Because ultimately, you know, Pageant 360 and your other businesses are your baby. How do you encourage your team to stay motivated in, in carrying out the vision God has given you? And sometimes people do adopt your vision as passionately as it is for you. But I, I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I've, there's a few points that come to mind when I hear about, you know, talking about leadership in this way with managing people. I would talk, I think of communication and delegation and just unity. And so I would break that up into like starting with even when we were all in like grade school, we had group projects. You know, I think that it's kind of the way you've developed even that skill from a, such a young age, just dealing with people. And so obviously, 
if you're the one with the team back in fourth grade, you were really, really good at those group projects because you kept everyone on task and on point. And so I think that's definitely going to carry into now when you are managing teams and it's actually the real world and they're real people with real feelings. And so I think it's really important that one, we learn how to delegate. So I have a team for the pageant because I could not do it on my own. And it was such a struggle for me to delegate anything to anyone because just being, you know, such a business person my whole life, I didn't trust anyone but myself just because I'm like, I can do it. It's fine. Like, I don't want to like um, harm anyone else's time. Like I can do it on my own. But then I really realized that I'm actually, you know, more productive when I'm able to have more hands on deck. And so I learned how to delegate that way. And then also with communication, now that I have a team, now that you have a team, um, it's really important that we communicate, especially being the leader. So, you know, we want them to all be on like, vision casting, like be on the same page. Um, what's the goal? Like, obviously, like, you know, we are the leader of the team. So you can always come to us for issues or whatever. If there's ever like a fight or whatever going on, please come talk to us first and just really training people how to communicate effectively. So therefore, you're not just being a leader, but you're also training other leaders. So having these different things in your leadership qualities, you're able to train other people to become a leader like you. So delegating, communicating effectively, also really just having great, uh, I think customer service is so important in life. That's why I loved working at like bakeries and stuff because I just love talking with people. But it even comes along when you are a leader of your team. Your team are, is also like your customer in a way where you want them to stay with you. So you have to continue to be super kind and encouraging to them and just balancing it out like between workload, but then also like let's just talk about life as friends as well. Just creating a good work culture and environment like one you would want to work in. And so I think that's really important with being a leader. Like sometimes it's hard because you're like, you know, there's so much going on and I have to manage everything. But if you can delegate, you know, different roles to different people effectively, it's all going to get done like 100% better than if you just did it yourself. Because instead of you now doing four projects at 25%, you're able to do four projects at 150% because not only are you going to be doing it still, but the person you put in charge is able to do it at their fullest capacity too. Yeah. I mean, everything you said right there is... a whole lot of truth. Um, for me, I really, um, in, in some areas I'm able to delegate easily, but others, it's so hard to loosen the grips on sometimes. Right. And I was so scared to let go of certain areas of my business or running radiant. And once I did really, you know, and I hear a lot of leaders talk about this. They're afraid it's not going to get done as well as it is. And ultimately, as it's not going to get done as well as if they did it. And ultimately, sometimes it doesn't. But you will never get the big picture accomplished if you hold on to everything. And so, you know, you might willing to you might be willing to finally delegate that Instagram feed and you know, not stress over every single caption and if the color scheme is perfect and if it perfectly represents your brand, you know, that's my big one because that's right. what my, that's my side business. So it's really hard for me to delegate Radiant's Instagram feed. Um, but when I notice that Radiant's not getting any posts on their Instagram feed because I'm dragging my feet because it's one of a thousand projects, okay, right. better to post something than nothing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because, you know, it was very much, it was getting 25%. Whereas if it was my only thing on my plate, it would get 150%. When it went over to someone else's plate, it got 150%. If I tried to keep it on my plate, it would have gotten more like 9%. <laughs> right. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can, I can really hold on to especially certain aesthetic things of my brands and business because that's like one of my favorite hobbies. But, you know, at some point, better for it to get done than not done at all. Right. Exactly. That's what I say too. So that's a really great point, Kelsey. And I loved what you said too about like, you're not just equipping like people to serve your dream or your business, like you're equipping them to lead. And so... What do you think about, you know, one thing I've had to make peace with in my business is that, you know, I want my 
team members to have side hustles that are their dreams going on. And at some point that might become their full-time hustle. So you are investing in leaders that might one day leave your vision. What would you have to say to that? You know, I really think about that. And I've made peace with the fact that I, I really love that I'm equipping them to maybe carry out their dreams, even if it means them putting my dreams aside one day. Exactly. That's a really good point too. Um, I would say with my pageant specifically, like um, a few of my team members like have side hustle projects, like you were saying, and like blogs and other little businesses. It is so inspiring to me because, you know, they started them after, you know, they were on my team for a few months. And so I'm not at all taking credit saying, oh, it's because of me that they're doing that. But I'm saying that just even the fact that I get to see that happen while they're still on board with me and just see them still being raised up and being so like, you know, self-sufficient and so motivated on their own to have their own things. That's so incredible. And just like supporting it full force because if they decide to leave one day or if your team member decides to leave one day god's got your back so never ever be afraid of losing them um they are benefiting you just as much as you're benefiting them and it's a great relationship with your team and so i think if you just keep that you know communication the encouragement motivation um all to like a hundred percent all the time as you are a leader and just being that walking example for them they're going to want to end up branching out. Like it's just bound to happen. So you need to be expecting that, but be excited for it because what else are you a leader for to just, you know, make your name known to the whole world? Like, no, you want to raise up others that are going to do things that you could never do because they have different callings and passions on their life. So that's so exciting to me that we're able to also not only, you know, impact the world through what we are doing through our organizations or our, you know, businesses, but also that the people working for us are able to start their own things. And then we're all able to change the world together. Yeah, because ultimately, if our heart is to make Jesus known, like more people doing that, the better, you know? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So how do you stay sharp as a leader? What are some of your favorite resources? Do you like to read? Do you like podcasts? Do you, what's your thing? That's actually so hilarious because I... I'm so not a reader at all. And it's really unfortunate because there's so many great books out there. And I was like, I'm moving up to, you know, Colorado. I'm going to be a whole new person and read all the time. That did not happen. I actually only read my Bible. That's the only book that I read. And so I have so much more room to grow there, like with, you know, just getting other people's points and opinions. But since I am just reading the Bible, I would say that's our number one source of, you know, motivation and inspiration and creativity anyways. And so I've really, I mean, I've gotten a lot of my revelation of being a leader out of the Bible. And it's just so incredible because it has the answer for everything as we know, but it's just been so great how like, even in my little pageant business, I'm able to be inspired and motivated by the word of God that, you know, was written so long ago, but still applies to us today. And it's so incredible. And so I'd say I read the Bible. Um, I am constantly reading blogs though. So I am a reader in the sense that I read blogs. So I read a lot of, um, of my friends' blogs and just guest bloggers um, on my favorite blogs and those kind of things. So that's really good to get, keep my mind sharp. And also just um, my parents are amazing leaders. They are not only business people themselves, but they also have their own nonprofit. So they're my number one mentors. And so just always gleaning information from them and just getting, you know, my, you know, points together with them or figuring out like how to handle certain situations with them, not only just as parents, but as like business mentors in that sense. It's really incredible how all those things, even though it's limited for me, because a lot of people are always listening to podcasts and they're like super, I'm always like so intimidated by them because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't read anything like that. But with what I do have, my little system, it has worked so well. And I just would say I wouldn't change a thing. Of course, I always want to learn more and I'm going to start to branch out to read more. That's for sure. I promise. But um, what I have done the past few years, what I am doing now, I would not change it for the world because it's just such an amazing little system that we've got going on here. And so that's how I stay inspired and refined as a leader and just, you know, making sure that I'm still kept in check and staying on track. Wow. That, I mean, that is awesome. What's your favorite book of the Bible to read? 
Um, I love James and def and also Isaiah. So that's like a good, you know, Old Testament and New Testament example for you. But I just really love, um, you know, the Gospels, of course, but definitely James and Isaiah. There's just so much truth and it's just incredible. You can find so much in the word. That is so cool, man. I love I love getting to hear your heart behind what you do and why and really just like honest question, honest answers um, right. that about, you know, being a great leader and doing that um, while staying rooted in scripture and um, knowing your identity. It sounds like identity is super important to you and like the thread and the heart behind pageant 360 for you. What made identity for these young girls, um, what made identity such an important focus in your own life? I have a lot of conversations about identity in our personal, in my personal life, but I don't think it's always talked about in like the online creative entrepreneurial circle. Right. Well, I think you really hit the nail on the head because identity is the biggest part that drives my whole ministry. And that all happened um, sophomore year of high school. I was experiencing a lot of like bad thoughts. It sounds really silly because it's like bad thoughts. Like you didn't do anything bad. You just had bad thoughts. You know, I just was really bombarded all the time with like, oh my gosh, like who am I? I was even doubting my faith. I was like, I was doubting the Lord. I was just so confused about like what was going on, like what the point of life was. I'm like, what is going on? But it wasn't even me. It was just stupid thoughts that were trying to take over my mind and distract me from my studies. And it was so stupid, but just, I was living in it. I mean, it's the truth. That's what was happening to me, um, like sophomore year of high school. And so I, you know, my parents, I mean, I would just be up late every single night, like crying my mom, like, mom, what is the problem? Like, why am I feeling all of this? And, um, I ended up and she was every single night, just like, who are you? Who does the Lord say that you are? Um, like, I don't care if you're doubting what you believe, it's still true. And he's working like crazy in your life all the time. And just saying who I am in Christ, that I'm more than blessed and more than a conqueror, everything, what Christ has already done for me. And so then I even talked to a teacher one day, I was like, hi, like, um, I really just love, cause she like came into our class and gave us this whole, like, um, talk about identity. And I was like, can you please help me, um, figure that out more? Cause I feel like that's a big part of like what's happening recently in my life. And she gives me this like whole piece of paper with my identity in Christ on it, just scriptures from the, from the Bible, took it on my parents. And I'm like, guys, look at this. And like, we just kept reading it and meditating on it. My parents still speaking into my life, Carly, who are you? Who does God say that you are? And it was just so incredible because I was really meditating and like just soaking in that like the whole year of just like, I am more than a conqueror in Christ. Jesus already done everything for me. And so my dad really gave me like the best vision ever one night when I was, you know, still upset with my parents. I'm like, what's going on? I, I don't know what I'm feeling or thinking. My dad sits me down. He's like, Carly, close your eyes. Picture yourself in a courtroom and you're like freaking out because you, you know, are on trial. You're like, what am I doing? And then Jesus comes in and he completely takes over the courtroom, um, you know, signs the documents, lets you go. He's like, I've done it. It's already done. It's already happened. And, you know, we've heard that kind of story before. But when he really showed me that and I was my eyes were closed and I was picturing it, I really realized, wow, it has already all been completed for me. I was trying to be God myself. I was trying to fix other people's problems. I was trying to be God in other people's lives without even realizing it, just having a mercy issue, I guess. But really realizing that I um, am such a victor in Christ, it was just so incredible because I was such I was so young and I got that at such a young age in high school, just knowing who I am in Christ. And once I figured out my identity for sure and did not waver or move at all from the word of God, it just radically transformed my life. And so ever since then, I've always just been on fire, like just ready to like kill that mindset in anyone else's life because it's so stupid, so pointless and so unproductive. Wow. Well, I love your mission and doing that. And it really, you really are changing lives and really raising up, you know, the next generation of young girls to be victorious and to know who they are. And it really just is an honor to know you and to know the work you're doing. That's so sweet, Kelsey. It's such an honor to have you in my life I, because I really look up to you. And it's I, awesome. I'm really thankful for you. Um, for people who want to get involved, 
you know, maybe we have some people who are interested in, you know, pageant life. <laughs> Clearly, I sound like I know what I'm talking yeah. about. No, but, I don't um, know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> but, you know, someone who has a background in pageantry or really just wants to bring that to their community, has a heart for young girls and really want love, loves the message of, instilling identity and inner beauty and who God says we are in young girls and wants to bring that to their community and be a part of pageant 360. Yes. Well, first of all, we would welcome you with open arms. Um, our whole, our website has everything you could possibly need to know on there. It's pageant360.com. So you can check everything out on there. And even our, you know, social media, it's all at pageant360. And um, it's just so incredible because we, you know, always get people that are volunteering or speaking and they're just always super excited to help. And so we are like so looking forward to you wanting to be on board if you're interested. Um, just know that, you know, what I just shared this whole time is all the heart behind Pageant 360 because I'm the one that started it, you know, so it's always the heart. It'll never stray from that. And my four year plan, because I'm almost 25 and four years here, is to have a pageant in every state of the whole United States of America. So we want to have like 50 pageants going on like all year round. So it's got a really big dream and a big um, goal behind it. That's like our projected, you know, outcome for the next four years. So we're really excited. It's growing a lot. And just know that if you get involved, there's, you're not going to regret it for sure. And you're able to change, you know, girls' lives. I'd say if you really want to, you're passionate about changing girls' lives and you want to make a difference, but in a creative way, Pageant 360 is the way to go because the program itself is just so life-changing, but then also they get, you get to be creative with it and have fun as well. So I'd say definitely, you know, give it a shot, try to get involved. If you're interested, pray about it. And we will be here on the other side, whenever you make your decision, welcoming you with open arms. <laughs> Very cool. I really think that it's going to happen. Like I see all 50 States having a pageant 360 in it. And I'm just so excited Yay. to watch, you know, your journey ahead. And you oh, guys are, God. and mm -hmm. obviously what country are you launching in, in Africa in August? Uganda. Uganda. Very cool. And then yeah. Canada's on the map as well, right? Yes, it is. So that'll be our second country. Very. <laughs> Third country. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Before you go, I need you to tell everyone about Flower Friday. Oh my gosh. I know you like love I it love so it. much. I love it happy. so much. <laughs> I actually just changed my hashtag for you the other night. But anyways. <gasps> no, you didn't. Yes. Um, I started Flower Friday a year ago. Um, not trying to start anything. My friend was just having a bad day kind of. And so I ended up bringing her flowers and I didn't realize it was Friday. So after that happened, I was like, wait, I should do this every Friday just to like, you know, be a light in someone's life, give them, you know, something to smile about because girls love flowers and it's a creative way to, you know, compliment people without just like, you know, words. And so it was really cool. So I, like, the next week I was like, I brought someone flowers. They're like, oh my God, I love this. And it just kept happening every week. And um, I think, you know, it's really cool seeing the community come together in that way. So in California, it got really pretty popular. And so I call it Flower Friday. Like I said, um, we hashtag Flower Friday Project on Instagram. And you can see all my Flower Fridays the past few months. But then I moved to Colorado and I'm in school. So every week, God highlights someone new to me for every Friday to give flowers to. So I just give flowers to girls every single Friday. And up here, I also partnered with the florist. So now we have the community involved and the florist loves the idea and we're giving flowers to people and it's really exciting. And so I don't know, we'll see where that goes, but I'm just doing it now for fun and just to, you know, bless people. So also I encourage you to buy flowers for someone on a Friday and hashtag Flower Friday Project so we can all do this together. Very cool. So that's the new hashtag, Flower Friday Project. Yes, it wasn't taken. So awesome. Good. I love it. So now that now we can all participate, Carly started Yay. a movement, you guys. Oh my gosh. And I really like, I just love the concept of that. And can you tell people how you partnered with a florist? Because I think that is very possible to where it doesn't have to be expensive. Yes. So it's so funny. It's just like what me and Kelsey were talking about earlier. Like 
literally I just emailed this lady and that's a, the only florist in my small town up here in Colorado. And I was like, Hey, this is my, like what I do every Friday. I'm going to do it regardless. Like, so don't worry about any pressure on you, but just know that if you'd like to be involved, I'd love to have community involvement. Um, and you know, I'll credit you like everything I'll tag you and everything. And you can be a part of it that way. So you get some advertisement out of it. So she makes me like, you know, these gorgeous bouquets and it's like super awesome. Cause she really wanted to be involved. Um, I had another one of my friends reach out to a florist and they said no, but it's like, you know what? It's their loss. It's no big deal. Just move on to the next one. So I'd say to partner with the florist because, you know, you may not have the biggest budget, no worries, but you're still able to bless people and the florist would I'm sure love to partner with you. So just reach out to, you know, flower companies in your area and see if they would get on board. I think it's so cool. I'm definitely <laughs> adopting the, the Flower Friday project and you guys can look up the flower friday project hashtag and you'll see all the women carly has been able to gift a gift a bouquet of flowers to on fridays and how how much like what a tangible way to spread joy and love and I guarantee you, people will always love it in your area. People at my school are always like, oh, it's Flower Friday. Like Everyone just freaks out. It's a really cute way to spread the love, it's guys. It's so <laughs> cute. Well, Carly, where can everyone find you? On Instagram, on you know your both of your websites? Yeah, so my personal website that also has everything attached to it is carlyhartman.com, C-A-R-L-Y Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com. And then I have my pageant360.com. I have pickswithpurpose.com as well. And my personal Instagram is at Carly Hartman with two Ys. So Carly Y-Y Hartman. And follow me on there because I get to see all the stuff that God's doing in the lives of young ladies. It's really exciting. Awesome. And we will have all those linked up in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me today, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet all of you guys. I believe in you so much and God believes in you 10 million times more. Go get them. You guys, isn't Carly such a gem? I just love the kindness that just shines out of her. I love what she's doing. I love her heart to empower young women. And so you'll definitely have to connect with her. All of her social media links are linked up in the show notes. As always, you can find everything we've got going on at radiantcollective.org or at radiantco on Instagram. We love hearing from you. It would mean the world if you left a review for us here on the podcast app in iTunes. It really helps give me feedback as to what you're looking for and helps our show get discovered. So if that would be something you're interested in doing, we'd love to see your review there in the review section of the iTunes podcast app. As always, if you loved the music from this episode, you can find Kayla, one of our very own columnists on iTunes, and it was produced by Christian Sager. Until next week. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th.